Hello, welcome to Vaguely Music. I'm Kelsey Jacobson. And I'm Ryan Strumpfler. Went better the second time. <laughs> so we are here to talk to you today a little bit about two intertwining topics. Uh, the idea of confidence versus ego and how that can be a very influential factor in your collaboration or your your relationships that you build, whether it's as a performer, as a teacher, um, or frankly, as a student. Yep. Um, so um, we're going to start breaking that down. Yeah, I think the first thing to do is defining confidence and defining ego is really nice. Yes. Okay, so... Um, it's a, I would say the difference between confidence and ego is I like that same joke that people make between like brilliance and insanity, mm -hmm. right? Um, it's a really fine line that you will always be walking during every step of your path. And I think we all, we all kind of flub and overstep one direction or another, but confidence in my opinion, and give me your thoughts after this, but, um, I will, that's, <laughs> that's, that's why, why I'm here. here. Um, yeah, so essentially confidence is is knowing who you are as an artist, knowing your strengths, knowing your weaknesses, and being comfortable with both of those things and still being able to advocate for yourself anyway and be empowered in what you do anyway while still knowing that you're probably uh, capable of growing in other ways. That's kind of how I would define confidence. Tag, you're it. Yeah, I think for me, the difference between confidence and ego is empathy. So confidence implies that it's like, I got this, I'm gonna do this, like, I can't, you know, I, I'm ready for this, this is what I want, this, I'm, I'm ready to do this. But confidence also implies that you're, you're going into a situation that there's gonna be other people. Whether you're playing solo, like whether you're teaching, there's always somebody else in life that mm -hmm. you're going to be doing something around. Even if you're the only person performing or, or teaching, right? There's other people. And ego to me feels like the lack of empathy where ego feels like I'm doing it and others couldn't where confidence feels like I'm doing it. That's it. Okay. So here's where I actually think that that is really valid in almost every situation with the exception of self-learning. Because in our world, we don't really have to interact to self-learn. Like, let's be real. I can watch videos. I can do this. I can do that. If I'm hungry, I'm sure there's a way that I can figure out how to how to tackle something and learn about it without even necessarily coming face-to-face -face with a real person. Agreed. But And that's where I think for me, you can be the people who I find who can successfully learn are people who can go first, huh, I love this. I'm feeling really good about X, Y, and Z, these capabilities that I have, but then also are able to look at themselves and go, hmm, you know what? I need to get better at this and are willing to do that. Yeah. So I still think that falls under empathy though, because like, just because like confidence is saying, I can do this. I'm going to do this, right? Empathy is saying, I'm going to do this. And then there's our ego, I should say, is saying, I'm going to do this and I'm a step above or others can't do this, right? Yeah. Ego is that, and that lacks empathy, right? Even in self-learning, yep. 
like, ah, uh, I'm going confidence is I can't wait. You know, I'm going to go home. I'm going to nail this scale. I'm going to nail this song. I'm going to, uh, you know, non-musical. I'm going to yeah. make sure I study and crush this test. Ego is I'm learning this because I'm the smartest yes. and there's, there's no room for empathy of other people. Or I'm not learning this right. because I'm already the smartest. Right. And yeah. so that's a lack of empathy and, and empathy can also just be towards yourself as well. Confidence is saying, you know, like, I'm learning, I'm ready to do this, I'm going to go. But I'm also, there's a sense of just like that my... It's like a social awareness. Right. And and it's not the end of the world, mm-hmm. right? Ego crumbles uh, under situations because you don't have empathy. You don't have understanding that other people are built as well. Yeah. Uh, whereas confidence doesn't, it brings people back up okay, with you. I can see, I can see where you're... Yeah, so it, that that's the only okay. difference for me, the the... The only difference is the mindset of the empathy is how much do I think learning this or pursuing this or doing this makes me a better person or ego does it make me a better person and better than others because they didn't do this. Yeah. Right. So that's the difference is, is that added element of jaded. Am I improving myself or am I trying to step above other people people or chip other people down? That's the ego part is the extension of conf. Like I think ego is like, like I said right there, an extension of confidence, a nasty branch of, of confidence. Yeah, exactly. Which is why I think, um, you see a lot of performers who, you know, especially those sometimes who start off wonderfully, um, as wonderful people and are great to talk to, great to interact with, great to work with. Um, and then you'll see the fame syndrome, which is they they go through a period of recognition and all of a sudden they're very difficult to deal with. And I feel like that's the step over, right? Mm-hmm. It's that, that weird outgrowth of you've received, you see yourself as being more of worth right. suddenly than those around you yep. or the people, those that you've left behind. And, um, and... I feel like eventually everybody has to come backwards again. But there's always, there's always a bigger fish though. There's always, and that's the problem with, with ego is it's, it's a short term solution to a long term um, game. Yeah. Game is better than problem for existing. Yeah. Long term game. Right. Cause there's always a bigger fish. Yeah. There's always an artist that, uh, you know, might be making more money. If you depend on money, by, by how much you define your success, then the, well, your ego will crumble when somebody else is getting paid more for gigs right. or more people or they have more skill or more recognition or more anything, right? right? And so ego will crumble because it's a short-term solution. It also will freeze you on whatever your path is. So I've known or seen, even if it's kind of from a distance, I've watched people close to me and just vague acquaintances um, Vague acquaintances. Vaguely acquaintances. Vague acquaintances yeah. is also a good side podcast. <laughs> 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 Noted. Um, but you, they, they make huge strides and they grow as an artist and as a performer, and they are are collaborative in their learning. They're collaborative in their endeavors, um, and that doesn't always mean that they're playing with giant groups of people or always involved in large group scenarios. But the way that they approach um, maneuvering in the world of music and in the business of music is very is very open and sort of that co-lifting of, you know, I'm going to take advantage of this opportunity and then I'm going to also share that opportunity with somebody else. And then because that person um, took advantage of it as well, they show me this other opportunity. And so that allows me to keep growing as a person. And so you see those people go through huge leaps and strides in growth. But then the second 
the ego piece kicks in, which is like, oh, I gotta, I gotta step myself up above everybody else. And so when obviously I'm going to, I'm going to start, you know, keeping things to myself or breaking away and not sharing this collaborative learning process anymore. I'm going to keep it my learning process or I'm not going to be as open to learning because suddenly that's a weakness. Like I'm already here. I don't have to learn anymore. Um, then then you see that that process of being an artist stagnate and you can see that with with um people who famous people people yeah. who have come in and they're like the hottest thing and then all of a sudden they just sit and die in that career um yeah i feel like ego is always looking over your shoulder the yeah. rear view shoulder the constant whether comparison comparison or paranoia yeah. that somebody might be catching you know where whereas confidence is just running the race forward and you know you're like okay cool people are beside me this is what it is but i'm not worried because this is my thing yeah this is what i've got to do your thing yeah you're doing your thing right, right. where as ego looks around and and it also justifies and be like well, look at how much farther I am running this than them, you know? And then right. when they have success, then you crumble as a per Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's a deadly game because as an, as an artist, uh, I think we're kind of susceptible to more personal pressure than other fields. Yep. Whereas people define who we are on the outside and people in our field um, by how good we are at our instrument or at music or at performing or at teaching or anything. Yeah. And that can be a quite a deadly game because if you've been raised thinking that like your self-worth is how good you are at guitar or how good you are at X, Y, or Z, you know, it's a, it's a deadly game when, uh, when you find somebody else that does it better or you're comparing to other people who aren't there. And then this yep. like, then you start to fall in ruts and it's, and it's not far-fetched in, you know, and I don't even think it's today with social media. I think this is probably how it's always been. Right. When, when, you, when you express yourself for a living or teach expression, it's probably how it's always been. No, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And so it absolutely makes sense that it would impact how you connect to people around you. So if you are, um, I would say... Well, first of all, do you have any personal experience? Have you ever have you ever drastically gone in the wrong yeah, wrong direction with that? All the time. Yeah. All the time. Yeah, I I'm I'm quite confident in, in what I do. Um sometimes <laughs> asterisk sometimes. Um and then the ego sometimes takes advantage sometimes. Yeah. Uh this yeah, it's not on unco- I'm a guitar player. Of course, I've had ego take over. <laughs> like I play lead guitar in rock bands like duh. Um, but it's, it's part of, it's part of the thing, uh, you know, when you start to get recognition, when you start to make a living, when you start to get calls or, or feel like you're making progress in your playing and why wouldn't you, it's a natural step, you know, it's yeah. unnatural to, it's unnatural to have consistent empathy. That's something you train yourself to do. Well, and I was going to say, so I know that um, when I work with students, I see them, they come in. And a lot of times, I mean, every once in a while, I they come in and they already have got a very strong sense of self. Um, but a lot of times that's part of the process of, of developing their instrument, right? So their confidence grows as they feel more comfortable and capable on their, their instrument. And then they all hit the uh the cocky period mm-hmm. which is 
and and that does make me happy because that's the I take that as the sign of growth and that tends to be um I find it well yeah I find it (laughs) I even find it like the early teen sometimes like the very end of the preteen years well yeah because the body starts developing the mind is the biggest thing I notice about that age is you can critically start to be able to make critical choices yeah and be able to take abstract concepts like oh I'm singing a note above and I'm putting two notes together for harmony or I'm soloing on this chord with these no like you start to make abstract decisions I also around think that you age. get more and more aware of the world around you too so mm-hmm. it inclines you to go straight from confident into ego because you're yep. seeing yourself and you're seeing these complex concepts that you're starting to dive into and you're also aware of the world around you and whether other people are successfully diving into those concepts yep. or not um and I it's a you know kind of an awkward frustrating period to work with because as a teacher you don't want to dissuade that you want that to be a healthy sense of yeah I know what I'm doing so I know a lot of the times with that age bracket so like a lot of patients and sort of just letting letting them talk themselves through it for 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 a while and just I do the um positive redirection yeah. You know, like like you do with dogs. It's like positive training. So every time they they say something that's not that, I'm like, wow, that's awesome. Da, 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 da. And then when they when they have any statements or criticisms or anything that, that defaults to that um, comparing of themselves to somebody else who's learning how to go through the same process, I like disregard and move on to another topic and generally don't answer. That's my go-to move. Yeah. Um, so I've got a couple of things too, right? From a personal experience, backing it up, <clears throat> nobody is less impressed at my 200 BPM uh, 16th notes than my parents. And that's a great grounding, right? Because yeah. nobody nobody loves me more than, than Rick and Julie, my parents, and nobody is less impressed yep. with my scale. Yep. Like, and that's great. They celebrate. They come to all my gigs that they can make. They celebrate it. They've always been crazy supportive. But, like, they've never been one that's, like, that That I've been, you know, anytime I've tangibly tried to measure, it's always been, like, okay, like, cool. But, like, but did you make everybody better? And are you a good person? Yeah. And, like, hey, how are you? did you treat people well at the gig? Did you talk to people? How are you as a friend right now? You know, when you're dating somebody, how are you as a significant other? Yeah. How are you as a sibling? And that's always, like, wing. You know, all of that technique stuff, all the gig stuff matters. And then you realize it doesn't matter. And then it, it, it's both at the same time. They coexist, so, you know? Mine is from a different standpoint. No one cares less if you can sing really well than your mother who sings really well. <laughs> yeah, she does. Right. Yeah. So she's like Queen B. She's an amazing vocalist. She's an amazing improviser. She's an amazing, like, she's just an amazing vocal technician. So there's, I mean, there's not really anything I can do that's going to make her go, mm, girl, you just blew my mind. She's like, oh, yeah, cool. And I was like, so I think from a young age, that was always very like, <laughs> that kept me quite level headed because it was not like, oh, my daughter's fantastic. You have to take her into your show or you have to do this. She's like, yeah, you can sing. Cool. Nice. Good job. Uh, We're off on that note, though. (laughs) (laughs) Which in the long run is really good. Yeah. I've also got friends that are my four closest friends, um, with the exception of one of them who's a a full-time music teacher um, and and a singer-songwriter. 
uh, all of my friends are, are my four closest friends are very creative, but they don't do music for a living. They either sing and play and are actors up in Boston or work in um, biomed or are bartenders and chemists, right, who play saxophone. Like they all love, but it's not like a chop session. When I see them, yeah, they want to watch the football game with me or hear about how work is going here or, or gigs or I want to hear about, you know, I'll go see their shows when they're playing with their weekend band. Like, yeah. And so my closest friends and family are all creative, but it's not a pissing session when yeah. I go there. And that's big because then it reminds me too, like what you're doing is really important and you should go all in, but you should also remember that like how you treat people along the way is going to be your legacy not how good you are at what you do. Well, and I also, so I think that when you, when you tip into that ego mode, you forget that you aren't, there is no arrival point. There is no arrival. Yeah. Point. Yeah. That's really true. So it's not even, it's not even about how ahead of them you are. Cause that implies that you're going to get to the end first and there's no end. It, yes. There's no end. Side note. If somebody gets there, contact us. If it turns out it's like, yeah, it's four yeah, straight like boxes that. of Kraft mac and cheese. That's how you get there. <laughs> Let us know. That's feasible. We Tough, can... but feasible. <laughs> but that's a really good right. point, though, because you were like, look, and it's like, oh, it's a race. And it's like, yeah, but there's no finish line. Like, there's no tangible, oh, I mastered music. I got, Which I, you know. Which is why the ego piece is so dangerous, right? Because because the second you're you're ahead and you're winning or, or you're better off or wherever you think you are along that that rat race um there's it's it's an empty it's an empty place to be not just because you are um doing a disservice to the people around you by thinking less of them but also you are doing a disservice to yourself by not seeing that as as you always say this the law what is the the long-term game yeah yeah yeah, yeah right yeah. so it's that that long term game of like this this just doesn't end. This is an ongoing life process yep. as you grow as a person, as you grow with deeper life experiences, as you see new things, that influences who you are as an artist and that changes how you express your art. So um that's that's crucial to always keep in mind. And I think if you get too caught up in where you are right now and how much better you are, you lose track of that, that long-term game. Yeah. So, and another thing too, right. Is I don't judge myself for judging. So meaning if I'm on social media and I'm like, look at this person or, or I hear somebody and I'm like, blah, 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 blah. I don't let that fester. So it's like, okay, cool. Yeah. I made a snap judgment. Okay. Like, cause I think a lot of the times when I'm, when my ego starts to drive me and I start comparing, it's actually that I'm pretty unhappy or burnt out or exhausted about something in my own life. Exactly. So I don't let myself, it's like, okay, Ryan, like, cool. You're kind of comparing and contrasting. It's like, well, why does that person like I'm out here working like, you know, crazy and blah, blah, blah. Like, you know, when the ego starts to falter, I don't judge myself for being there. I break it down. And it's like, okay, cool. Why am I here? Like, cause it's usually the second statement, right? Well, you know, that person got success and they did that and I'm out here doing so much and blah, blah, blah. It's like, cool, pause, take that phrase. You're out here doing so much. So you feel burnt out. 
It has nothing to do with that other person. You're comparing and contrasting because you're unhappy in this current situation. Yeah. And it's probably that you need more rest or you need to find something more fulfilling or you just need to vent and breathe or go outside. Like, so I, I stopped judging when I would go into those modes yeah. and I just allowed it. Like I was like, well, you then know. I think that's the, so there's the, there's another example of like your confidence versus ego, right? Confidence is being able to look at someone do something and see where they are in their process and appreciate that moment for them mm -hmm. and know that you might be at a different point on the road yep. than they are or in the process of learning doesn't make it better. doesn't make it worse. It's just two different processes at different points. And if you know that, that then informs how you can communicate with those people. So if those people are not in the same exact place that you are in your, you know, theory understanding or uh, stage presence development or uh, promotional branding and artist entity development or uh, creative songwriting process, say they're in a earlier stage of that process than you are now you have the means of building a connection point between you and that person. Yeah. That's confidence. Confidence is being able to see where someone's at in their truest form and go, okay, got it. I know where I'm at. I know where they're at. Now we can build a working relationship off this. Yeah. Well, think taking that too, like I know where you're at. Like I know where I'm at. This what's really big is that like, I know where I'm at because at the end of the day, nobody really can mess with you. Like you only allow people well, to mess so with you. Well, here's why I know? say you have to know both because mm -hmm. as a teacher, you can be, you can approach teaching mm -hmm. and also um, being a student with that same sense of like ego of, of what you, yeah. like you, everybody I think has had the experience where someone comes in and they're like, they just come off like they know everything. It's like the teacher that's trying to like super impress you with all their knowledge. And like, they just want to show you what they know. And if you can't as a teacher, look at a student and go, where exactly are you? I don't need to show you everything I know. I need to show you what you need to know right now. And I'm confident enough in my teaching ability and myself and my knowledge in who I am and what I have to offer that I can simplify something enough for you or I can I can sit in this moment and give you what you need. And that requires that knowledge on both sides. And you have to know who you are to be able to do that because if you know who you are at your core and you're confident in your knowledge, you can boil everything right down and not feel like you are going to be lowering yourself i'm i'm making air quotes yep. around the microphone that you can't see but that is a huge piece and i would say that's true for when you are collaborating with a musician who's earlier on in their development in music right so you have to be able to see where that person is at in their development they may not be in the same place as you but if you know where you are and you know where they are you know how to bridge that gap because they might not be able to bridge that gap yet. Yeah, and I think being fluid too, like like knowing that a, a student might be developing an, an ego, 
but not putting them in that box because you never know when things are going to reveal themselves. Like there's been so many students that I've put it in a certain way because I've, I've taken all the information given mm -hmm. and then a couple lessons, they just drastically start to unfold. Yeah. And you know, the ego is usually cause it's trying desperately to protect something. Right. And then yeah, that's that the, breaks, that's if the right? Students, if, if that's the student, if the yeah, if the students, it, yeah, that way. And, and they're holding on to something, and they're holding on, and you, you know, if you keep pigeonholing them that they have this ego or this this something, you know, that they're not willing to, you know, they think that they're they're all that, or and you keep pigeonholing them, you're gonna miss the opportunity to be fluid and have a real teacher student relationship because you'd never know the moment where they're like, oh, I'm 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 vulnerable right now, yeah, and it's like, well, now I've pigeonholed like. You know, I, I was not ready for this because I, I assumed too much about you. And so you need to be able to have these moments where it's like, cool. Yeah, I know where you're coming from. I know all of this, but I'm also going to let you like, we're going to go in this direction and I'm going to be loose with what, not loose with the expectations. You know, I want you to be able to do this, but with our definition, like I'm willing to have you like to have you grow, to have all this moment, to have you be vulnerable because as the teacher, you always have to, you're not looking for moments to sun people, yeah. you know, cause that's, exactly. that's a deadly game. Then you're but no different, you know, unfortunately some people do some people that's like a built-in behavior for them. And that's, that's, a the hope. And, and if anybody is listening that has a, that has a teacher that approaches the learning process that way, I would maybe revisit that thing because, um, that should not be, I mean, we both do this playfully with students that we've had for a long time i would say like yeah come on fool what are you doing but but the concept of like when you're actually trying to convey information and teach something new and it's tricky or it's difficult or it's beyond where something where that student is and so they're you know they're trying to wrap their head around it the idea is that you're trying to set it up in a place that is that is allowing them to be confused and vulnerable and and figuring out piece by piece as they go and potentially about to look really stupid when they try to do it and, and don't succeed the first time. Yeah. And confidence too versus ego is confidence is knowing when you're teaching and it's just like not going, you know, you ever teach a lesson and for some reason it just like doesn't connect, oh, you know, yeah. It's, yeah, right. Confidence is knowing like, cool. I might not be conveying this well enough. Ego there, yeah. is saying, well, the student just doesn't. The yeah. student confidence is saying, okay, I need to pivot because clearly they're in here because I'm supposed to give them value and I'm not. There and, have been you know, a few lessons that I've gotten maybe halfway through and it's been, uh, normally this is after, this is after a few lessons of trying to approach a, a topic and then it'll be like the third lesson of trying to approach the same concept and from a different perspective and it they all they all are obviously not working and there have been a few lessons where i've just been in, right in the middle of warm-ups with somebody and then i just stop playing and i sit back and i go hold on i don't know what to do right now give me a second i need to think about this and I've never seen a student look more confused actually than in that moment because I can see that, you know, if you're a student, you're not used to hearing that come out of someone's mouth. But um, my mother, Marcel, who was on an earlier podcast, if you didn't <laughs> catch it, um, has always been really good about teaching me from a young age because I started teaching very young 
that the first thing you should be prepared to do as a teacher is admit when you don't know. Admit what you don't know when you don't know it. Don't pretend you know. And if you do that, you become a much more trustworthy mentor to the people who are learning something from you because they know that you will admit when you're out of your element. And sometimes that's just a temporary out of my element. Like, oh, actually, you know what? I don't know that. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go check on that and get back to you. Or it's like a, yeah, no, I have no idea. You're gonna have to find somebody else about that. I can't do anything for you with that. And it takes a lot of confidence in what you do know and where you're at to be able to say in a when you're in a position of yes i am your teacher i'm your mentor yeah i don't know i can't help you i'm this is where i draw a blank because right, it's tough because people are literally paying you to yep. know things yep and yeah and there's a difference too between i don't know coming in like at some point so a certain amount of I know knows means like, okay, I think it's time, you know, if you're looking for a specific thing, you have to find another teacher too. That's the confidence too. in saying the ego would be like to trap a student that, you know, is not there yeah. for what you can offer. Confidence is saying like, cool, you're a good student, but what you want, somebody else can give you more value. Right. Because like the stuff I put my time into is not the stuff that you want to do. And the stuff that you want to do is not something that I'm prepared to be able to dive. Yep. And that's a tough one too. So I have a, I have a really, I have kind of a really hilarious, two separate instances of, of one was a really good in, instance of, I think me being quite confident in, in what I was capable of and being able to recognize some, uh, some mishaps. And then the other one was like, not that. Um, so I was rehearsing with a group and we were doing it was a an Aretha Franklin song, which is really high. She always sings in these really, really high ranges. And we were doing it in the original key. And there was a key change in the song, of course. And I think the song was my suggestion. If I, This was a long time ago. But I think the song was my suggestion. And so I'm, I'm running it through with the band, the band, you know, they're working out the kinks, but they had the general, the, the general form pretty much there. And I'm going, I'm going, I'm going, we get to the key change We're, we go into the key change and it sounds just bananas. Like it was probably one of the worst sounding things I've ever heard. We get to the end of it and I stopped and I was about to be like, what happened? Like, and then I played back what I just heard in my head and I wasn't fully sure about this, but I figured I was like, this is. I'm going to open the door for this. And I was like, did I just completely miss that key change? Like, did I just go way off? And they very nicely all just looked at me and were like, yeah, but I think you were close though. <laughs> and I was like, okay, noted. Thank you very much. I'm going to practice this one a little bit more. Let's set it aside. But that was a moment of being able to go, okay, all these people know I can sing. This was not the first time I was singing in front of them. They all know I can do what I'm doing. So like maybe let's just fess up and and see if if this was the case. And the fact that I was okay, the fact that they were confident in what they were doing, they didn't think any less of me. I didn't put my failure on them because 
again that's the ego of like i can't imp- i'm already i'm already here i've arrived i can't improve i'm already arrived um it was a really good growth moment and also led to the fact that we needed to change the, the key of that song eventually so that was like a wonderful moment on the flip side i've had the most hilarious moment where uh I went to go start a song, and I may have told you the story. We went to go start a song live. It was a gig, and uh, and I was already kind of insecure about the song in general. And um, the drummer started before any of the chordal instruments came in, and I could not get my bearing, and I sang probably the entire song out of key. At, at least the solid, for, like the solid first verse and chorus and I was mortified that it happened and it caught me so off guard and I was so sure that I was gonna be able to nail it this time that uh that I just like I flipped out and I flipped out and I flipped out on him and after I ended up having to apologize because it was like not his bust but it was something that I couldn't handle and it's I think that it it's again that that line of mean I was not I wasn't confident in where I was at in that place and time. And I had spilled over into, okay, where somebody else, what somebody else brings to the table is now affecting me because my sense of who I am, what I'm capable of and what my strengths are is not intact. Yeah. So I think confidence too, it is, and you don't have to vocalize this, you know, it's not something you always have to scream from the mountaintops, but is is taking ownership yes. too right and in whatever situation you're in you have to take ownership um because you're in it yeah like if you think about it like it sounds like a doy but like you know from from you know all right somebody else didn't practice like <clears throat> didn't get this you know this change or didn't get the hit or something. It's like, well, was there something I could have done? You know, like, right. If you, if you was always that, that accountability, right. And the situation. And of course, knowing that it's like, yeah, other people are the ones living their life. You can't control everybody. It's not that, but looking around and being like, <clears throat> cool. Just because somebody else did something doesn't mean I couldn't have done something. Right. Right. Which was the case in that scenario. Right. right. Which is like, yes, this person did X, Y, and Z, which shouldn't have unfolded. Yep. But I also should have been able to figure out a way to recover. Right. And bounce back. And I failed. Therefore, I took it out on that person at that time. Yeah. And then on like being on stage and having all the is like the emotions run wild. And then like, yep. and it's tough to, because you want to play with emotion. You're, you, you have a lot of emotion. Yeah. It's tough to bottle that up and override that instinctual feeling. It's the same reason why people scream in their car when somebody cuts them off. Yeah. It's, it's an emotional reaction. Yep. Um, it's tough to override that all of the time yeah. and be like, no, I could have done something. And on top of that, we'll fix it during the break. It's going to be okay. Right. It's really tough. Like it sounds so simple. When you're in the thick of it. Right. When you're in the thick, uh, but let's, the thick of it. Yeah. Mishap. So let's put it, you know, in context. It's like six days straight of, of working after doing a bunch of stuff and teaching and, and bouncing around or whatever it is, you know, working an office job. You're out gigging and it's 1230 at night and you might have a drink or two in your system, which is going to loosen you up a little bit. Yep. And like you have to like, 
it's not an isolated content. Like there's there's all of this stuff before that yes. leads to to the to you know you might not have been eating it. You know, like it's late at night and I, it's tough to eat before or during a gig. Sometimes you yep. know, like there's all of this stuff that's on there um, that that lies into it. It's sometimes it's really tough to to override that. And confidence is though is saying like, cool, I could have done something different. Like we'll we'll get to whatever that other thing right. was, but I could have done something different. And everything, you know, if you if you look at your life that way, that you're like, I am confident in who I am, and I'm very happy with who I am, and I'm doing this, but I I can always do something better. Yeah. There is another level. Yep. There is another level. Then your mindset starts to change, and then you look at stuff, and, and not only that, but you feel happier. Because then you're not bound to your happiness by whether somebody else does something. Yep. You're bound to your happiness by your own growth as a human being and the situations you put yourself in and the people you surround yourself with and, yep. and your dreams and everything like that. You're not bound to the happiness by if, oh, I can't believe they called this song, don't they? You know what? It's like yeah. you're not bound to, oh, I can't believe my student didn't practice and they thought blah, blah, blah. You're not bound to that happiness. Right. I, I think this... Um, in a tangible way can also influence like when people um, we've done a podcast or two on finances as a musician. Right. And you have to be able to talk to talk to different locations, talk to different booking agents. And and there generally is not a fixed price for a band or an artist. Um, it's negotiated. Mm -hmm. And um, the way you approach those negotiations can really influence what you walk away with and whether you walk away with the gig. Now, I think um, the, you know, we've talked about how you have to, you have to know your worth. So the difference between confidence and ego when it comes to how you handle those negotiations is um, you can be confident in what you would like to see and create a dialogue with that person in order to get to your goal right and that dialogue is not oh this is what I ask if you can't do that then you know bugger off it was very English actually very. wow really got in touch there feeling, yeah feeling I'm gonna go read Oliver Twist later um so um but it's a conversation of like hey we're a three-piece and you know generally for the hour for this many hours this is what we charge and here you go the approach is this is what we ask for what we do yeah are you comfortable paying that no okay that's cool right but now that because that approach was open and considerate you may not take the gig because what they may be able to pay you might not might not be what you need but they will not hesitate to reach out in the future if they do have something that they can afford to pay you. Um, whereas if you approach it from the standpoint of this is what I'm worth, if you're not paying that, then get out of my way. They're probably not going to reach out to you ever again. And a lot of that is in how you phrase, how you communicate. And, and um, I can't underscore that enough in the world of modern texting because people don't put a lot of thought into how they type um and if you're 
communication, if you, a lot of booking, unfortunately, in my opinion, is done through texting now sometimes. And um, it can come off as really, really dismissive and sometimes weirdly arrogant unintentionally Yep. as well. So, and that can put you kind of, that will make conversations just disappear and weirdly, weirdly ghost. Yeah. Think about if you got that email. If you got that email or you sent that message, how would you react to that? Um, that's a, yeah, because text is the text is so hard because it's um, you know, at least there's a phone call. You can hear the emotion, you can hear the cadence of voice. You know, in person's the best because you can see the body language. Although in person, though, sometimes venues like you have to be quite confident because venues will will definitely stomp. Yes. stomp on and and ego is is a detriment to there because you you can puff out your chest but then people will stomp on that confidence is well, like, not only that yeah. but they will look at they will look at someone who's um who's very self-centered in that way and they'll be like yeah no i'm good i don't i i don't have any desire to deal with managing whatever that personality is right there yeah and confidence is understanding ego is in this situation is like this is my band this is what i do this is blah, blah and confidence is being like you have an establishment my job is to play as much as good as well as i can and talking about is to bring people you know like generally like publish you know publicize hey we're playing this event let people know in the area and do as good as as I, as I can. Well, and also to be able to talk to a venue and be able to be be able to communicate. Hey, yeah, so I sing. Uh, we do original music and we do covers. I don't know what you're looking for. Generally, we do a like a fifty fifty split, or uh, we pretty much do all all covers. And every once in a while, we throw in an original here or there. Um, and this is, you know, this is our style. What do you think? And being able to say that enthusiastically and confidently. And then if they look at you and go, hey, we really want 80s hair metal. And that's not your thing. You are able to go, yeah. I mean, I could probably cover some of those songs, but they're, they're, I'm not really like that kind of band. But if you, if you are looking for what I can do, you know, just hit me up. I'm happy to do yeah. it. Yeah, because this whole, I gotta say too, they, this whole industry is so small too. Like if you can just keep from somebody who's, who's made really good impressions and some really bad ones. This industry is very small. Yep. So if you can go in and you can just try to be confident and confidence has that empathy, um, you have no idea what some, what somebody, whether um, promoter or, or venue or person or band will be like, six months a year later we'll reach out and be like hey 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 so are you still doing that thing because we could really use a sum like and they remember you because you handle rejection gracefully so right you don't see it as a a a lessening of yourself as a person oh i'm worth less now as a person because i was just rejected you're just like okay yeah sweet thank you for your time think of me in the future hey and they go oh wow that that person was pretty easy to deal with and they seemed pretty so pretty yeah into their let me dive back because like this is this is one from from a good impression um i about a year ago a little less i was um auditioning the band i was in was starting to to split and i wanted to gig and i was auditioning for wedding bands and there was a wedding band i took a bunch of vocal lessons with kelsey to prep for this thing and i prepared everything like crazy and 
I thought, you know, I, I showed up like they were all in street clothes, but I was dressed like I was like going to an upscale restaurant or something because I wanted them to know because they played weddings as well. Like I have that attire. Yep. I didn't come out full suit or something, but I was like collared shirt, my hair back, you know, like everything ready to go presentable. And I got the call the next day. And they're like, we, we, we loved playing with you, but uh, the fact that you do Saturday morning bands, uh, like the rock band means we can't take you. And uh, like, and it, uh, like went me through that, that stunk, you know, but they like even, but if I remember yeah, correctly, they gave they've you the recommended. Call yeah. So I want the option of like, I mean, if you think you can wiggle out of that Saturday morning thing, and you it, could take this opportunity. Right. And I told them I could cancel a couple and they were just yeah. like, yeah, n- you know, we're looking for some. So flash forward, they got in touch with me after not really hearing them for them. I did a, a couple gigs subbing in for them and I didn't hear from them for about eight months. Um, they contacted me about a week ago being like, Hey Ryan, we have some gigs. Are you, are you available? Yep. And I'd like to think it's cause like on the sub gigs and everything, it was like, it was just a matter of everything didn't line up, but was I like the best chemistry? No, they have somebody who's their full-time person, Yep. but they were like, cool. You were presentable. You did enough. Like you were confident, but it was like, I'm going to try to make everybody else sound good. I'm going to be like my ego is not saying like I can go in there like I got this my confidence is saying I got to go put give my all to this yeah. I got to make sure I'm ready to go and put the time in ego will brush away hard work yeah confidence will not yeah and so you know to flip there was a venue I was going to play I don't want to say it because they'll probably send pitchforks down my way <laughs> I was supposed to play it with a bunch of buddies and I'm not gonna <clears throat> say them either because they're gonna send pitchforks down my way too and we had a, a a trumpet player coming from boston from from new york to, to boston it was gonna be this awesome gig and we hadn't had time to rehearse and nobody had paid me for the venue and the drummer moved down to georgia um the drummer moved down to georgia <laughs> um and i did not i let my ego run um and i listened i didn't have my confidence and i listened to other people they're like bro we should just cancel the gig we should just cancel the gig and so I canceled it and you know, the venue had never gotten back to me too. Like, like I sent them the money, um, and they hadn't really gotten back, but you know, I wasn't on the website, but it was like, you know, they'd given me all the information and I got an email back from the venue about five minutes after I sent it being like, Hey, we're going to cancel. Like I canceled the check, like, cause you never cashed blah, blah, blah. And the guy just like flipped. And so I'm totally blacklisted from that venue Yeah. completely. Yeah. Uh, and that so my ego was like, oh, it's okay. It's not a big deal. I can cancel this. You know what I mean? Like, it's fine for me. Yeah. And then on top of that, I didn't have the confidence to put my feet down when other people were like, well, we haven't really met. We should probably cancel, bro. We should cancel. We should cancel. I needed to put my feet down and be like, okay, if you don't want to do it, I'll find somebody else. Like, even if it's two days, three right. days notice, it's, it's on me right now like and i shouldn't surround myself with people who think like that yeah um and so you know it can go both ways sometimes you do it really well and then sometimes you just mess up pretty bad and the goal is that since that there hasn't been an event like that too because anytime you know it's like how do you learn you know not to touch something like a hot stove you touch it once and you'll never touch it again yep hopefully like, you know, it's like, yeah, yeah it's like anything else. So, so not intentionally. The, the point too, is I really want to drive this home is that confidence and ego are fluid. You're not going to only wake up all day and be confident and have no ego. 
Like these things are going to bleed into each other. It's just important that every once in a while you get a moment, you check, you check to see what's going on and you, you, you understand that these things are fluid and you're going to go through moments where your confidence is going to bleed into ego and everything. And I'm going to throw this in as an ending piece, which is ego is not, we've focused on because you tend to see this a lot in, in the active performer, which is ego is the, I'll say overconfident, right? Is the overconfident performer who feels that they are better and then this and then that. And it's about them. It's very, it's very self-centric of like, you believe that your position is the most important position and it's better than everybody else's position, right? You can also be um, functioning from a place of ego when you lack confidence and then it's all about your lack of confidence and it doesn't again you're still doing the same measurement they're ahead of me they're ahead of me they're better than i am they're this they're this you're just as you say it on the losing side of the race the race that has no finish and that will make it incapable you will be incapable of communicating with people or talking to people or developing relationships with people or building collaborative opportunities for yourself because you have set yourself away from them instead of ahead of them, behind them. And it still makes the communication and the networking and the reaching out impossible. It makes it very hard and it makes it hard for the people on the other side of that relationship to function with as well. Just like for the people who have got the heavy overconfident ego, it, they're hard to work with. So um, I just wanted to make sure that we threw that in before we wound this down right. because I think that one gets looked yeah, over uh, sometimes. They, uh, they, you just don't think of it as an ego, but it, it absolutely is a fixation on yourself and, and, and not seeing, not having the confidence to know where you are and just that you sit in a relationship to the world around you. It just becomes... Yes. Yeah. And, and it's, it's a no, nobody wants to constantly be the fire starter. Like, yes. no, 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 you're good enough. No, no, no. Like yes. eventually, cause it's just like, it's kind of the boy who cried wolf. Yes. Uh, um, and, and your mother talks about it all the time, riding the donut. You don't want to be too overconfident too oh, it's me, me, me that you're off and too in the center where it's like, everybody's so much farther, everybody and, and I can't do, and I can't do, you want to ride the line where you're like, this is my life. I only get one shot at this. And, and, and yeah, and, <laughs> and everybody else will, gets their shot too. And they're doing their thing. And I'm not going to worry about, th about their thing because, yeah. you know, there's also like not, there's a lot of time, but like, there's not that much. So like you, you end up wasting too much time doing that. Yep. So we're going to wind this one down. Tiger it. Strumpler surprise time. Okay. Uh, um, ooh, this is an interesting one. Favorite letter. Ooh. A cursive Z. Like, okay, I guess it just said sound or writing wise. Oh, I, I, I. Cursive, it, cursive Z. z. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I was thinking in terms of writing. That's how I think. Okay. I think why. I don't know. Like, like, why did you ask that question? No, the letter. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Letter. We thank you for joining us. We'll see you next time. <laughs>